Well, hello and welcome to the e-commerce podcast with me, your host, Matt Edmondson. Now, the e-commerce podcast is all about helping you deliver e-commerce wow. And to help us do just that, today I'm chatting with Dylan Lamb from OmniRank about five steps to a successful product launch. Yeah, we're going to get into all of the stuff you need to know about how to find launch and all that sort of good stuff. A fab product to sell, which is in effect what e-commerce is all about, isn't it? But before Dylan and I dive into our conversation, let me share with you a previous podcast pick, an episode that I think you'll enjoy. Check out Breaking Down the Million Dollar Playbook, a deep dive into entrepreneurial growth that's a recent episode with Leonardo Caracas. What a great episode that was. And also, if you want to go old school, if you want to deep dive, check out three top tips for a startup success with Heike Haldra. Uh, right back in the early days, uh, that was a great episode uh, with Heike. So you can access our podcast picks and, of course, our entire podcast archive for free on our website at ecommercepodcast.net. Plus, if you're there and you haven't done so already, sign up to the newsletter and we'll send all the links out to you. Uh, they get delivered straight to your inbox at no cost to you, which is totally amazing, right? Uh, and uh, yeah, I know many of you have been signing up recently. So thank you for joining uh, and uh, let us know what you think to the newsletter. Now, I, and also, I'm, I've got a new sound desk uh, in the background here. You can't see it on screen, but we've... We've upgraded the studio a little bit, so I uh, hope you like it. That background music is just awesome. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about today's show sponsor, the mighty e-commerce cohort. This show is brought to you by the e-commerce cohort, as many of you know. And e-commerce cohort is our monthly sort of membership mastermind group uh, that you can join for a little as, as little as fourteen ninety nine a month, and one of the great benefits uh, of e commerce cohort, you get access to expert workshops and coaching and all that sort of stuff, and we do fresh stuff every month, which is amazing, uh, and ideal if you're wanting to continue to learn and grow in e commerce. Uh, but one of the massive benefits uh, of all of this, of course, is you can uh, watch the live recording of the podcast. Uh, and you can, so as I'm talking to Dylan uh, in just a few minutes, if you're in cohort, you can watch that live. We stream it live into cohort. You can come ask your questions to the host. So why not come and join us? Check out more at ecommercecohort.com. Be great to see you in there. Now, Dylan is the driving force behind OmniRank and multiple Amazon brands. As a business and marketing consultant, he steers entrepreneurs towards success and is dedicated to transforming ideas into accomplishments, which I think is a great phrase. Uh, transforming ideas into accomplishments. Normally, it's transforming ideas into reality, but I like accomplishments. It's a much better word. Uh, Dylan, great to have you on the show, man. Thanks for joining us. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great, Matt. I'm just excited for the heat wave coming in in the weekend. I don't know how, you, how you're going to have it. <laughs> In Liverpool, but in Berlin, it's gonna be so hot. In <laughs> is, is that right? Is that is that is that faith talk, or is that uh, <laughs> are you going to the sunbed salon? I don't know where the heat wave is gonna come uh, from. Yes, I can't go out. Just always staying indoor. I mean, man, it's so too cold out here. Yeah, that's why here amazing. You know? <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, it'd be great to actually have a, a heat wave. There's no doubt. Uh, so I hope you're right. Uh, as, at the time of recording. Um, it is a little bit chilly. I've got my sweatshirt on today, but that's okay. That's okay. 
listen, OmniRank. Tell me about OmniRank. What does OmniRank do and, and, and what's it all about? So OmniRank was started like back in uh, seven years ago when I started Bootstrap, the brand that we have. Yeah. Uh, we really need a fund to try to inject more capital to the brand. So we started helping people to launch Amazon ads, running uh, Amazon store. Yeah. Amazon whole operation uh, with Chinese based client. And then uh, we sort of see ourselves having a, as a growth hacker. We try to always look for external traffic, try to test native ad, uh, TikTok, Facebook, Google, mm -hmm. to just try to gain a competitive edge on Amazon. Right. So uh, that is what OmniRank original from. So you're using ads. Um, TikTok ads, Facebook ads, Instagram ads to grow Amazon brands um, and to, right. to, to grow traffic to Amazon. And this is interesting to me, Dylan, and uh, I know we're going to talk about product launches and stuff like that uh, and and talk specifically about products, which we'll, we will get into. But the, the thing that fascinates me at the moment, I've been having a lot of conversations with folks around Amazon about dry, about using external sources to drive traffic to Amazon. So not just putting a product on Amazon and hoping that Amazon will either show it or using Amazon ads just on their own, but using Google Shopping, using, uh, well, Google Paid Ads rather, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok to drive traffic to Amazon. And actually, this is a good thing to do, even if you're an e-com business and an Amazon seller, right? There seems to be a benefit to external traffic being sent through to Amazon. It is. It is. Um, when, certain when it comes to selling on Amazon, we want to always utilize all the internal traffic sources, which is all coming from, of course, the organic. Yeah. And then so um, the PPC, display ad, DSP, and then once they are all being saturated, when you're in a niche that is very competitive, you always want to use external traffic to drive even further yeah. for your brand, getting more keyword uses from the algorithms. So we help supplement brand, uh, supplement brand, we help like electronic brand, all those niche that require a lot of uh, competitive uh, ranking juice for the keyword, we help them to run external traffic. But of course, our base uh, as an own rank, we have uh, around 15 people that is just focusing on Amazon PPC itself. Wow. So it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it is the external traffic thing is becoming a bigger and bigger deal. Have you had much success with using TikTok to drive sales to Amazon? Oh yeah, we we all we often go for a creator that who can go for CPM model when it comes to the influencer outreach. Yeah, and then when we created the the UGC, then we yeah. will you repurpose into uh, ads for uh, Amazon internal video video ads, like which is a sponsored uh, sponsor brand app and as an as sponsor brand ad. And then we also use it for um, TikTok ad, of course. Yeah. Uh, those are the one that uh, is more on the interactive marketing. Mm -hmm. I would say not listing on Amazon is capable of using TikTok ads yeah. because the, some of them is just a general commodity, right? Uh, but then take the opener to a chance that there is a lot of different templates that they're providing, different kind of um, different kind of like um, 
way that you can film your product, even though it's just a boring product. Yeah. And then you can drive to Amazon with a coupon, and then you will see the sales growth for sure. And you can, although you can't target keyword nowadays, but then it's still a very effective way to yeah. go for external traffic. Traffics. Okay, so let me just unpick that a little bit. Um, so you're using uh, creators who use the CPM model. Just explain, for those that might not know, what a CPM model is. So CPM model is the traditional way of doing influencer marketing is more on uh, you pay them 100, 200, even a thousand for one video, or yeah. sometimes like say uh, 2000 for maybe 10 video for half a year. Whereas that doesn't guarantee any uh, success. It only is, ends up, it, it ends up just you're getting the UGC only, yeah. but then the sales or traffic, no views. Uh, when it comes to the count of of the uh, views, right? Yeah. So you make sure that the maximize the algorithms to make sure that video will go viral. Yeah. We will tell them, okay, per thousand views, we are gonna pay you twenty US dollar. For that reason, the content creator will often wants to invest into the content uh, on the scripting into uh, maximizing the potential to that that video can go viral. Yeah. Yeah, there, there is there is a there is a case study in the past that we have done. Uh, we work with a big influencer for like five thousand. Uh, I think that influencer have around five hundred k in follower, mm -hmm. and then we get we get only like less than thousand in sales. Whereas there is a there is a influencer there is like a small influencer that has only like uh, I think it's like thirty k, right? Yeah. Just like nano influencer. And then again, they go for CPM model, and then we pay five thousand. But then we were able to generate thirty k in sales, right. and that is powerful uh, sense of using CPM model. Yeah. Okay. So d d thank you for explaining that. And again, just to be clear on terms, if you don't know, UGC just means user generated content, um, and so this is this is content that the influencers create, which you can then use, isn't it? So. You to create that. So you're taking those videos which they create um, and you're running those as ads in Amazon as well as on TikTok. Um, so you're sort of duplicating that content, uh, which is fascinating. Well, listen, all of that was for free. Uh, I didn't even intend to talk about <laughs> content marketing, but I just love the way conversations go, really. Um, so let's talk about uh, the five steps to a successful product launch, Dylan, if we can. Uh, given that that's what right. the, the podcast title is, <laughs> right. we should probably talk about so, that. So what's step number so one? Talk, yeah. So to talk about the five steps, would you mind if I talk about the problem first? Uh, because that problems would contribute to these steps that we have. Okay, today. let's do it. Yeah. So the reason why uh, we create these steps, we also call it like the future-proof portal launch formula. Mm -hmm. That claim to be only, only ranks way to, to do that formula is because there's so much problem that we are facing lately when it comes to selling on Amazon, right? Firstly, we have to uh, uh, stress from all the cash in inventory. Yeah. Right? Or selling on Amazon is super duper cash intense. You always have to chase for three months worth of inventory on yeah. Amazon. Um, when you up to when you come, when you arrive to four months, you are always like on. You always have to order another batch of inventory. Yeah. So it's always. Another three months, another three months, 
that is in your uh, arsenal. All right. So um, this is not just the only thing. Uh, inventory, you always have to pay in advance. Whereas jobkeeper, you you are like as the middleman. Whereas mm -hmm. if you are sharing a buy, you only you can order. Uh, you got way more flexibility yeah, yeah. rather than Amazon that you always have to order in advance, plan it out, going to the warehouse, right? And then there's also a lot of unsystematic risk uh, when it comes to competitors attack, suspension, listing takedown, yeah. brand registry problem on Amazon, right? So with all the systematic risk and cash flow and intensive or inventory folk, uh, uh, problem, uh, that eventually that we are telling uh, our clients saying that, hey, uh, if you were launching your product in a different way uh, back in a few years ago, today you won't be saying because you put all in all that in one basket and you got suspended by Amazon, yeah. then you're going to, right? And that's why we are offering an alternative way for them to how to launch a product in order to uh, not to put all the weight in one basket in mm -hmm. as well as building the brand for themselves. Okay. On Amazon, I, I, I always ask our client, um, what are the, when, 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 when your customer asks you, where did they get your product from? Mm -hmm. Do they answer your brand name or do they answer, I got it from Amazon? Yeah. Right? So that's a very interesting question because not everyone bought, bought from Amazon, they know they are actually uh, not from Amazon. They literally yeah. bought Amazon created those products. Right. So that, as a result, um, the Fujiproof product launch formula comes into mind that there is five steps. Right? Okay. Um, the first step is, uh, the essence of the whole, all those steps is all about um, trying to make the most out of your launch rather than paying for 30K at the end of the day, your product is going to be uh, unsuccessful. Yeah. Right? Ensure your product, done all the research, done all the uh, development and using all the big data to understand uh, that's the product that will should win before you invest additional 30k in inventory right and on and as and selling on Kickstarter is you don't have to order the first batch of inventory until you finish your product your product launch you mean Right. So that five steps comes into five uh, different steps to ensure each of the steps you are doing it right before you do a final product launch. Okay. So the first part is about um, product research. Second is about the product validation. And then the third one is product development. Yep. After that, you launch on Kickstarter. And then after you launch on Kickstarter, you treat Amazon or Shopify or Etsy or eBay as in the channel because they are not your main channel to go for. They are not of the supposed uh, cash flow that would kill your business if one day they have changed their term of service yeah. or the record. Right. So let's talk about the research. In research for, uh, phrase, um, we help. Uh, uh, the best things for, for us to do in research is, of course, finding all the reference from the competitors, mm -hmm. from interest, from the platform, uh, <clears throat> the idea from Amazon, uh, the gifts idea, the new release, right? It's all about 
starting from your interest um, and see what you are passionate to sell on. You don't just sell a product that you don't like or you <laughs> don't want to be with for the next 12 months. Yeah. It's going to be a mystery for yourself in the future. Right? Mm -hmm. So uh, from the product research, uh, it's all about uh, using um, uh, what's available uh, on your world field as in like, okay, you have a bottle and then you understand that you are a tacky guy. So you know that, okay, uh, I have iPhone, I, I have a lot of MagSafe things. So I would just put a bottle, stamp on a MagSafe and then become a MagSafe bottle, right? Mm -hmm. That is exactly what happened on Kickstarter just now. They just, they just raised 2 million for just a bottle that equip a MagSafe um, on top. So when people doing gym, they can just use it as a stand to watch drama or to <laughs> just sell. Uh, okay, I'm with you. So box. they <laughs> so they raised two million quid because they had this idea for a drinks bottle that you could stick your iPhone to with MagSafe, uh, so they could go. film themselves in the gym. Right? That's okay. That's genius. Uh, I just want to say that's genius, and I can see why they raised the two million quid because everybody posts those kind of pictures on Amazon. Okay, so I get that. So product research. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's going to keep me smiling all day. So they, uh, I interrupted you. That the the two million quid uh, raised on Kickstarter. Well done, guys. That's clever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, as Steve Jobs say, <clears throat> it's all about connecting the dot, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Whatever it happens in your life, uh, you just connect them all together. I think uh, as a e-commerce entrepreneur. Um, if you're into wholesale, I mean, if you're into private label, not about wholesale or dropshipping, we're just about private label. You are always wanting to get your brand launching a new kind of product yeah. uh, to wow your customer, to retain the customer, to become a royal customer. Um, and that's why kind of the thought for your brand, for audience, from what you know of, or from uh, what you can um, see in what exists in the market, put them all together. And wow, voila, that's like a almond product in a certain. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's the product uh, research process. Um, um, I could have gone so much deeper. Um, do you want me to go for that? I think like the, the how, how, how many levels? Yeah, I was going to say, how do, I mean, product research is, is one of those things that we all know we should do, Dylan. Yeah. Um, what, are, what are maybe two or three things that we should think about when it comes to researching products? You know, how do we actually go and do this? What are some of the, the things that we should look out for? Right. Um, I think margin is the first one we want to go for. Yeah. From nowadays, uh, a 3% uh, profit margin is actually a good one uh, on nowadays e-commerce uh, world. Back in 2017, I mean, 50% or even 80% is totally doable. Yeah. Right. But now, I'm, I'm not saying that 50% is not able to achieve that, but then with the amount of competitors we have around the world, that thinking e-commerce is that easy. Everyone just come in, coming in, yeah. they, they got more options. And that's why 40% and above is somehow um, achievable, but yeah. it's not easy to find. Yeah. Right. So we want to aim for 40% or above margin mm -hmm. because we want to end up when it goes to Shopify or Kickstarter or, or when it comes to like uh, eBay. We run off budget to run ad on their platform, or we run off budget we, we, to run it on external traffic. And that's yeah. why 3% is a healthy margin. All right. Um, 
And once you have those percent, then you will know that about when it comes to running ad, what's your break-even A cost? What's your, what's your break-even row S uh, that you can go for, right? Yeah. And and then of course, like the, the volume uh, about the data unit, how many sales you're going to get? Uh, you can use SEM Rush to find that. You can use Jungle Scout, Helium 10, yeah. uh, all those to reverse engineering what kind of like sales that approximately that they're getting, right? Uh, and of course, like ROI, right? you always want to aim for 100 plus or maybe a minimum of 75% plus. Mm -hmm. So that's the threshold that we have set uh, for product research that we want to make sure that they are uh, discount product. And if you are unsure where you can find those product idea, you can always go to like different platform, Amazon reviews to find what's the uh, what's the problem on the existing product you want to launch for. For example, a bottle. Yeah. If you want to design a bottle, you want to find what's what's wrong with the bottle. Why do you are giving one star? Uh, the uh, gifts idea, the new release, uh, the mover and shakers as well uh, on Amazon. And then after that, you, if you want more idea, Pinterest is a great source that I've been finding a lot of inspiration as well in the past. Yeah. Uh, Kickstarter itself, uh, Reddit, uh, YouTube, right? Facebook group. It's it's like it's like content marketing. Uh, when you, when we do content, it's all about the skyscraper method. Like, um, it's all about trying to. Uh, gather information from the other other one and then this one and that one end up in together yeah and then you come with the summary on top you add something on that right yeah. so launching product is the same um you have to gather what exists in the market and then combine all the features and function it sounds like a over engineering piece of things but it could be easy as well um if you think that that one unique selling point can yeah. be selling on the marketplace right now and that is the one that you want to do for when to go for when it comes to the body research okay so after the research um it's going to the product validation mm -hmm. right so yeah we did talk about the proliferation of the price the margin right but then we didn't talk about the search demand like there's a lot of search demand that we need to consider considering the search demand from amazon because Amazon, after all, have the highest search intent. No matter yeah. you're going to sell on Spotify or Amazon or eBay in the future, yeah. you still need to look at Amazon because on Amazon, they provide a tool like Brand Analytic or a tool from Hidden 10 that can tell you, oh, on on on, on what kind of like uh, sales data you need that we're getting. And of course, you want to go for uh, Google Google Trend as well. You want to see yeah. is it a down trend or is it like seasonal product? Uh, we don't want to go with seasonal product because it's going to be affecting your cash flow in the long run. Uh, but of course, I know that a lot of sellers that they would just aim for a seasonal uh, product. But you know, uh, it's not something that we would like to go for when we have so much choice right now. Yeah. All right. After when to look at uh, non-branded keyword. I remember that uh, we have a client a client that was selling um, uh, smart plug. Uh, so you know those Wi-Fi smart plug that we have there. Oh, the smart, smart plug yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones you plug, yeah, yeah the plugs that, that work on off of Wi-Fi and they control your lights and all that sort of thing. There you go. There yeah, you yeah. Go. So so those when 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 they were selling on Amazon, they wasn't using any research they were they were after. And then they went on to Amazon and then they just come to us. Can you can can we can we do PPC for them? I say, I'll say, um, yeah, we can product your product first. And then when we do the research for them, we realize the biggest seller on the Wi-Fi plug niche is tp link right mm -hmm. and then for you to battle pd link 
um, Deepin is actually getting 65% of the market share. And mm-hmm. then the rest of 35% on Amazon, they are just small seller from all around the world. And that's why non-branded keyword is very important for us to explore and discover yeah. whether or not uh, if we can make a market gap, uh, if we can uh, choose that long tail keyword yeah. once we launch, then we'll just focus on that. Can we do that? If we can't, move on. If we can't, mm-hmm. move on. If there's at least 10 non-branded keywords that we'll find out that there's a gap that we can go for, then yeah, that will be um, qualified as in like a take, right? And okay. of course, like we don't take once and then we'll just go for it. There's a lot of different research that we go for. We go for um, market saturation, uh, dominated by Henry Sauter, like TV Link, and then we uh, look for whether or not there is external traffic potential. Do they have a hashtag on TikTok uh, from searching from the greater marketplace? Uh, what does your competitors run on Facebook uh, from yeah. looking at the transparency library? What do they do in Google? Again, on the Google Ad Library, right? With today's latest method that we have, we always keep updating what's the best um, uh, thing that we can do for your product before you decide what product you want to uh, launch mm-hmm. uh, because you get all data, right? So that is a validation. So once on the validation point that you take all those button, I would say at least you have at least takes seventy percent of seventy five percent of them. Yeah, and then I was I would say your confidence you're safe to start launching this product with a minor tweaking, right? Um, so that is the market validation stage, right? So after market market uh, market validation stage, we will go on to do the product development, right? So um, from the product development, uh, there's a lot of developing that development that we need to go for uh, on the um, material, yeah. on the uh, shape, on the texture, on the size, on the ingredient or taste or smells, or even the design of like uh, 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 the body of the product or even packaging, or maybe the insert card that we can go for. What can yeah. we do? What can we do? Okay. Uh, what is the different things? How durable? How durable it is? How reliable it's gonna be? Um, so all those product development, development is like a checklist that we have to communicate with the manufacturer. And uh, oh, the, let me talk about one of the product development that we we have. We used to help a client to develop a backpack. Okay, okay. so that's a case everyone go for. This backpack is a modular backpack. So that that seller uh, go for uh, have us to help I mean come to us to help them can you source manufacturer for them but we didn't little little than even then we know that they have fine manufacturer before then already they have fine at least 10 to 20 manufacturer yeah that they can achieve for them because it's too complex right so whenever we because most of the manufacturer about backpack is in Guangzhou, Huadu. Uh, uh, that's the name of the city. Yeah. And then, and then of course that's where we go as well because that's that's uh, that's the like known secret of every uh, uh, sourcer. Uh, they would just go on to that place to go for a backpack factory. Mm-hmm. When we give them the 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 the, the, the sketch of the product uh, draft, they were like, "Oh, I know this guy. This guy found me before." I was like, "Oh no!" I talked to the first manufacturer. They say the same thing, second one say the same thing. We just realized after that, he has talked to at least 20 of them. 
and then and then the reason why they're rejecting them and they want to come to us because uh they they, they just can't figure out i think some manufacturer just can't figure out how to execute the complex of that backpack right yeah. so we end up have to um not uh decomplex the whole thing to make yeah. some go away and then make this uh come back and then do this and do that and then this manufacturer understand that uh because we are there to help them to explain the whole thing i have to fly to the us to help them to understand from the client what does that slip do what does that do and then i come back to china and i have to explain to them in mandarin and what's going on with this sleep <laughs> why do we sleep in that way how can you com yeah. com 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 combine them together so the lessons there behind is uh, don't overcomplicate your product. <laughs> if you if you overcomplicate your product, uh, you are just creating a uh, hassle hassle by yourself because you have yeah. to go and fall as the middleman uh, that you might not be able to achieve anything at the end of the day. Right. So just like the bottle and the MagSafe, just two function. Yeah. Snap, and that become a killer. Right. When you communicate something, then your customer, you have you have a busy time to explain what does that thing to what that what, what does that feature do to your customer? What does that do to to your to decision to your customer in different way, right? Mm -hmm. So you are having a bad you you're gonna having a bad time to explain all the all the copies in your landing page, all the uh, angles to different audience. Uh, at the end of the day, you are gonna be spend much more money than if you're just focusing on two feature. Yeah, right? yeah. So that's about the product development that uh, that you guys can can can. can, well, can I'm have. curious, Dylan. Um, did they get their backpack manufactured in the end? They did. Yeah, they did. They did get a backpack manufacturer, but then they give up because they realize. Uh, I mean, it's just it's not that they give up. It's the factory give up because the fact after they get a backpack. They got another batch of revision that they want to do, and then another revision they could do. We have around seven iteration before he give up, because right. he knows that um, firstly he don't have a patent about that, and secondly, backpack can be easily uh, uh, copied by any, anyone, and yeah. that's why at the end of the day um, they say, okay, kind of, uh, we we'll just uh, start this uh, development. Uh, but it's a shame because I put in so much effort with them, and yeah. then. And then you know uh, it's kind of kind of like uh, our baby as well uh, because we we thought that is so much we thought there is like uh, uh, we thought she want he wants to push for it and at the end of the day that he just don't want to go with that anymore you lose the passion essentially yeah that's yeah. another another thing really, yeah. if you overcome everything you lose the passion as well yeah 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 it's sort of the the more complicated it is it's a bit like it's a bit like walking through what I would say treacle you know you you. It just gets harder and harder and harder that the more complicated it becomes and you you you're right you lose the passion for it you lose the will to live i think um yeah and, and it's true in most things isn't it you see a lot of people build like there's some really popular shows isn't there in england i don't know if you've seen grand designs um whether you know they film people trying to build houses, and the ones that are always more complicated uh, are always you know I look at it and go, I know if I'm going to build a house, it's never going to be complicated. It's going to be simple. <laughs> uh, and so I like what you're saying here. So we've gone, so, so we've gone through the research. We've validated our product. We've found somebody to manufacture it, or maybe we're manufacturing it ourselves. 
Um, so we've got our, our product um, val uh, validated and developed. Talk to me about Kickstarter. What happens there? Okay. Um, so when it comes to Kickstarter, that's the real hassle comes in um, because you have, because we will have to build a landing page. Uh, we have to build, uh, we have to do the lead gen and then we have to do the e-commerce ad. Yeah. Right. Um, oh, that, it's not just there. We, we have to, when you do lead gen, you want to email marketing to be attaching it. And then you and doing lead gen, you want, you want the email marketing as well. And yeah. then we, do, we provide survey as well. The essence of the uh, Kickstarter launch, the reason why we do product validation in advance, uh, the foundation, that's why I missed some part. In the validation part, you do Facebook ad as well to validate whether or not there's interest and there's like a, a what copy resonated to the yeah. people. So um, once you validate that, uh, you will have them as your audience because you put them in the group, you get them the survey about what do you want to see more about this product. So they treat your product as a baby, as in like they, they feel like they have a sense of you guys developing the product together. Yeah. And that's why they want to follow your journey on how do you achieve your dream together. And at the end of the day, on the launch day, they will back you for your product. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, when it comes to um, launching on Kickstarter, um, there's two goals. One is the fake goal and then one is the uh, real goal. The fake goal is the one that you use on Kickstarter uh, because for the algorithm's sake, you don't. You always want the algorithm things that your product is trending, and then for the audience, uh, Kickstarter backer stakes, you want to think, uh, let them think, oh, they are doing around, uh, they're doing one hundred percent more than the funding. It must yeah. be successful. That's why it, it, the snowball effect which just comes in. That uh, that's why I can. That's why I will back them because I'm, I will for sure that uh, they will fulfill their promise. And then the snowball effect comes into the outreach as well when the influencer when the press release, when the newsletter partners, when the affiliate marketer, they see that, that your, um, your campaign is successful, and then they're likely to promote your product as well and mm -hmm. create these body effects. Not to mention about the Kickstarter as well. They have like organic traffic as well. If you are doing so well on the platform. Mm -hmm. so, uh, and that's the fake goal. And then there's, there's a real goal that, uh, that you want to set in your team. The real goal is calculated by, um, well, anyone, you, you can say that you can set a million, 300 and, and 500, but it's not realistic until you, un, until you understand the budget, right? So if you're saying that you want to get 500 K, uh, for the, um, for the Kickstarter goal, the funding you want to achieve, then you will go into the reverse entering the whole thing. Okay. From the validation test, it took me, uh, around, uh, 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 1k to generate, uh, let's say, uh, 1,000 a lead, right? Yeah. So there's one pound per lead, right? And one pound per lead, you will get around, let's say, uh, 20% of the, uh, click rate, which means yeah. they are engaged, okay. In your email. And then, so 1,000, 20%, which is around 200 and 200, what's the conversion rate? Conversion rate of that 200 is around maybe, uh, 10% again. Yeah. Right? And then that would be 20. So now you know that for that 20 people, uh, to get 20 people to your listing, uh, to buy your product, to convert them, it's going to be costing you a thousand mm -hmm. for ad. So for the 500 K, it means that you need, um, uh, how many by 
by trying to divide them uh, by the uh, conversion rate and on the calculation method yeah. that we just done into your goal. So by using this realistic method, then we'll know that, okay, um, this is uh, how much that we want to spend and that's why this is my goal, rather than yeah. I went 500 k one million. So yeah. a lot of people was confused. Uh, Kickstarter, isn't that uh, they are supposed to give me the, fund, uh, the, the backers without me doing advertising? Well, it's not about it, it's about marketing. Unless you have a very genuine, genuine uh, idea or, or if you have like a yeah. past mail list that you have there, uh, that you have gathered in the past, uh, or, or if you have um, uh, like celebrity status uh, that when you launch a book, then everyone knows about you. Uh, other than that, if you're starting from scratch, uh, you always have to invest in the advertising. Yeah. yeah. So the the beautiful things comes uh, afterward is the more time that you launch, the easier you're gonna be uh, on this on this on the second up follow up launch. So because all the people that you're gathering from Kickstarter, uh, you are able to get them buy into your thesis to your story, and that's why they want to grow with you. Yeah, and it's funny. It's like the return backers on Kickstarter is as high as 35%. Oh, wow. And you see that 45%. Yeah. And, you know, when you do the email marketing, well, we do email marketing, but then when you do email marketing plus the Kickstarter update, because Kickstarter update will be a Kickstarter email marketing as well. So yeah. your email, plus Kickstarter email, can you imagine mm. how many messages, how many touch points you're going to get? Uh, that people to see your message first before yeah. they buy your product, right? We, as in a Shopify seller or, or Amazon seller, let's not talk about Amazon seller because Amazon seller, we can't even message the audience. Yeah. Whereas in Shopify, yeah, you can email them, but then you have to deal with the DKIM, SFP, uh, all those like a uh, uh, technical thing and then mm -hmm. going through all the step up in and then end up going to promotion the inbox. Whereas Kickstarter, they have maintained so well that you can get that for free. It's almost like an SMS. Right. Yeah. That is the reason why um that is just the the one reason why your gap campaign is gonna be better and better because you already get a audience, you yeah. already have the platforms your email, and then um and those whole things, right? Then of course, like the, the launch process is not is not just that easy on the Kickstarter launch. There's also um influencer outreach, uh there's also uh newsletter partnership, there's also cross promotion, yeah. um and there's athlete marketing as well. So we need to go on and to message them and then uh, ask them, uh, we have achieved this, this and that. Yeah. Uh, you would, uh, would you want to be uh, a, a partner of us? And then you take some percentage uh, from the sales that you generated. Uh, we've, we've worked with several of them. They, they're up to, they could be ranging up to 20% or 10% uh, to 35% when it comes to the commission, when it comes to yeah. the network. But it's a must. If you if we sell on Amazon, we know that Amazon takes thirty five percent already just by yeah. selling on the platform, yeah. right? But then, right now you're trying to game the algorithms to build the snowball effects. It's not keyword related on Kickstarter, but it's the AI about they are detecting your sales, they are detecting whether or not you're dropping traffic, they are detecting uh, how long people is is like uh, uh, bouncing from your page, and then they will determine whether or not they should uh, push your product mm. to a high up in the algorithms, right? So they do have the category ranking on Kickstarter. Um, and that's why we are doing all the things to drive traffic. And then before we even drive traffic, 
uh, we in the pre-launch, we have those uh, people who we gather all the leads and then we will we will email them all at once. Hopefully in the first three days, yeah. you already um, pass through not just the uh, FICO, but then maybe a few hundred percent after the FICOs from the email that you have generated. Yeah. And that launch process uh, that I don't think I have completed. Uh, well, okay, I, I, I would say urgency. Urgency is the one that we are using mostly uh, uh, because we are building this one pound reservation of funnel to help backers to understand, uh, to help ourselves understand uh, what are the uh, the engagement before the launch. If the engagement is high, it means it, it, proof, it further proof that your product has yeah, yeah. the uh, the potential during the product validation, you're just validating the product idea, but then the, during the lead, uh, the pre-launch part, which is the lead gen part, you're validating your message and your mm -hmm. audience and the end, uh, that's, that's where you do the AB testing and yeah. during the launch part in the end, you're supposed to scale it because you have all the pros, you have prospect, all the audience already before in the pre-launch stage. And now you start to scale them into different platform, YouTube, yeah. or Google and all the organic traffic from yeah. uh, now and maybe uh, those paid traffic, earned traffic as well that you're going to do for. So it's all the effort in one place that we are talking about when it comes to this future-proof product launch formula. Yeah. Right. No, it's great. Exactly. It's, it's fascinating, um, Dylan. I, I, I'm trying, I'm racking my brains and I, I can't think of anybody that's been on the show that's talked about launching on Kickstarter as a way to, you know, as part of this whole process, you know. Um, and I like what you're saying. You use your ads, Facebook ads, to validate your marketing copy and imagery. You know what's working. You can see that in the ads. Okay, well, I can validate that with ads, which is great. But then uh, putting something on Kickstarter, I have to admit, this is something I've never done, right? I've never actually put a product on Kickstarter. Um, and I don't... I. I don't know why I've not done it, if I'm honest with you. I, I think what you're saying makes perfect sense. Um, but I, I, am, I, I liked your little caveat in all of this. Kickstarter is about marketing for most people, uh, which it is. And, um, and I, I think it's a really clever idea because, like you say, the, the knock-on effects of that. And I didn't realize that the, um, the, return, uh, the return backers was as high as 35%. So that's... That's quite an extraordinary stat in its own right. And so you're you're then launching the product, whether it's on your website, whether it's on Amazon, you've got a bunch of people who have used the product, giving you the reviews and all that sort of stuff, which is quite an extraordinary thing to do. Um, I really like it. I, I like this product launch. Uh, if I'm, if maybe I'll ask a personal question here, Dylan, in the sense that um, having never done something on Kickstarter before, it's not a platform Bizarrely, I don't. I'm not too familiar with. I've bought stuff off of Kickstarter, but I've never actually sold anything on there. Is it a complex platform to learn? Is there? I mean, there's obviously going to be a lot of nuances around how to make it successful. Um, but what's your sort of experience with Kickstarter? The platform itself uh, is not complex, but then the way that we drive traffic to Amazon is the part that makes it. Uh, complex mm -hmm. um there's two there's three type of people that i would i would say uh, on on kickstarter um uh, in uh, there, there there is a guy like in covid they invent this covid keychain mm -hmm. he literally just uh, built a uh, prototype on cat and then just like that that keychain can just push a button 
yeah. uh, use, without using a finger, right? So that keychain. So that is an innovator. They can launch on Kickstarter. Board game is like innovator as well. They they are they are they are board game, they innovating. Another one is marketing, yeah. right? So um, they do not know how to innovate, but then they know how to do marketing. Yeah. So um, they they try to uh, do the marketing to just aim to maybe just break even yeah. or just make money. The aim of that is because they want to get the email list. They want to get the uh, piggyback the reputation. Yeah. As seen of Kickstarter, right? Isn't that a a, 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 a a premium product that if you have it on your listing on Amazon, right? So that is uh, that could be a marketer, right? And then the third type is going to be um, innovator and marketer. Mm-hmm. And that's why uh, if we are e-commerce seller, most of us is actually innovator. Mm-hmm. And then most of us, they know a bit about marketing already. And that's why it only makes sense if we go to Amazon to, it only makes sense if we go to Kickstarter to maximize our effort. Yeah. Right. If we, we have to launch a product anyway, why would we want to launch a launch on Amazon first? Because Amazon might fail or on Amazon, uh, you might get suspended in all sudden. The risk is just so high. Uh, or for Shopify seller, they have to sell on uh, Shopify, right? So isn't that a barrier if you can say to people, uh, it's actually coming from Kickstarter? Does, does that increase the credibility when you, when you see that, right? And on Amazon as well, or, or Shopify, is, is that when you put all the effort on Kickstarter, you already come up with your copy, images, video, mm-hmm. you get more prepared uh, uh, than coming to just launch on a platform. Because on platform, you only you only need a seven listing, seven yeah. listing images, right? And EBC, maybe enhanced brand content. Um, but then on Kickstarter, you already build your own story with your own brand Bible, with your own copywriting. That is a must for you to launch on Kickstarter. And that's why you are launching it on e-commerce or Shopify or Amazon anyway. Why don't you launch it in a proper way that can benefit you yeah, to get yeah. all that into uh, benefiting you uh, uh, in the long run uh, to yeah, build yeah. brand loyalty? Yeah, it's, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a great idea. It's a clever idea. Um, are there any specific brands? And I'm uh, Dylan, I'm aware of time, so I don't want to take up too much more of your time. But I, I suppose my... Uh, let me ask this question, this final question. Um, are there any br- product types or brand types that don't work well with this formula? Or is this like across the board, this is going to work well for everyone? Um, I would say any product can do it, but of course not those adults product uh, or maybe political product or let's say uh, a daily commodity like mm. tissues, uh, those sort of things, you know, they are, they are not going to be working well. Yeah. Uh, we client that is just selling extension lead. That is just, that is just like, uh, a niche that is not, uh, I mean, I would say it's not something that would, um, selling well on Kickstarter, but if you say, if you're an electronic product that comes with a little gimmick, mm-hmm. then that is something that you can always put on there. You want to, if you're on electronic product, you want to combine with other niche. To become a lifestyle product, and then you can put it on. Okay, essentially, put a plant or put a uh, light at the bottom, then you can put it on on Amazon. If you are uh, selling um, uh, a pen, you know, put a razor, put a uh, put a uh, let's say uh, a light, a 
a light so you can uh, look at it at night, you know, and that could be on mm -hmm. Kickstarter. Uh, and that is the sense of the idea of product developing is not just about uh, what we see, it's about connecting the dot yeah, to yeah. become a good product. Yeah. Fantastic. Listen, I have pages and pages of notes. So Dylan, thanks for coming on, man. If people want to reach out to you, if they want to connect with you, find out more about OmniRank or connect with you personally, what's the best way to do that? Uh, the best way for them to do it is to go to LinkedIn, uh, just go to uh, DNM uh, or go to IG, DNM official, D-Y-O-A-M, official, and mm -hmm. that's how and talk to me. And you guys can come to me and just DM me and I will send you the Kickstarter checklist. And also to there is a checklist for you to find out whether or not your product is suitable to sell on Kickstarter first or not. Oh, fantastic. So yeah, if you're thinking about that, uh, you're thinking about selling products and you want to investigate Kickstarter, do check out that checklist. We will, of course, link to all of those links that Dylan mentioned in the show notes, which you can get along for free with a transcript at ecommercepodcast.net or if you subscribe to the newsletter, it's going to come direct to your inbox, obviously. Uh, Dylan, listen, man, really, really appreciate it. Really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your uh, wisdom and the stories. And I'm going to go and check out that MagSafe bottle now. Uh, <laughs> like everyone who's going to go, oh, well, I'm really curious. Um, but um, no, it's been genuinely uh, interesting and uh, appreciate you coming on. Appreciate the value you 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 brought and um, a huge thanks, man. It's my honor. Thank you, man. Fantastic. What a great conversation. A huge thanks again to Dylan for joining me today. Also, a big shout out to today's show sponsor, the e-commerce cohort. Do check it out at ecommercecohort.com. Come join the group. Come join the masterminds. It'd be great to see you in there. Now, be sure to follow e-commerce podcasts wherever you get your podcasts from because we've got some more great conversations lined up and I don't want you to miss any of them. And in case no one has told you yet today, let me be the first. You are awesome. Yes, you are. Create it awesome. It's just a burden you have to bear. Dylan has to bear it. I've got to bear it. You've got to bear it as well. Now, the e-commerce podcast is produced by Aurea Media. You can find our entire archive of episodes on your favorite podcast app. The team that makes this show possible is Sadaf Bainon and Tanya Hutzelak. Our theme song was written by Josh Edmondson. Uh, and as I mentioned, if you would like to read the transcript or show notes, just head over to the website, ecommercepodcast.net. It's all there. But that's it from me. That's it from Dylan. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a fantastic week wherever you are in the world. I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you.